How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Training Camp Podcast. Hope you guys are all doing well. Um, so it la- last week's pod, I started we just started talking about how cold as shit it was in Utah, and so I was like, hope it's the weather's nice where you guys are. And now it's just flipped because now it's in the fifties, like upper fifties, and I have like nothing but my warm weather out like clothes. So this has been a wild week. I would put my clothes away, but knowing my fucking luck. <laughs> It'll just get cold again next week. But that being beside the point, it is March, so I guess it kind of makes sense. I don't know about you guys, but I do like winter to last a little bit longer. Because also, like, I like, I'd like there to be a ruse that global warming isn't real. So if it snows till, like, April, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's snow, even though our planet isn't slightly dying very quickly. <laughs> um, but also, like, I do like the warm weather. I think the one thing that I do like about snow over, like, 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 winter slash fall over summer is, like, it's always easier to get warmer because you can add layers, but you can't take layers off. So, <laughs> that's that's the only good thing about the winter, essentially. And the snow is gorgeous. Anyway, I'm completely unsports-related. It's completely not sports-related. But now let's hop into sports. Let's hop into the news of the week. So, on the bigger headlines, this happened over the weekend, but we're just going to carry into the week because I didn't. it obviously happened after the last pod got uploaded. Uh, Washington, the football team, they will be releasing Alex Smith. Uh, kind of a surprise. I do know that they, did, that they just offered Taylor Heineke the con- his, his contract. Uh, it's a two-year, $8 million contract. That also has some, uh, some contract stipulations based on how he performs. But, I mean, I thought they would have held on to Alex Smith just because he's a good mentor. Um... He's obviously, we, we didn't really get to see it with Dwayne Haskins, both because he was just a cancer in that locker room and also because he uh, got released and only played a small amount of games with Alex Smith kind of as his mentor. But, yeah, no, so we didn't get to see that. But, I mean, obviously, you know, you Mahomes and the effect that he left with Mahomes is really great. And uh, he's just, he's very like Ryan Tannehill, or um, Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Fitzpatrick-esque where like, he's a vet player who can teach players a lot of stuff and uh, also be a really good transition quarterback. And so I was surprised that this happened. I thought maybe they want to use him to develop and coach up Heineke a little bit, but um, no, they released him. So I think the best landing spot for him probably, and where I think he most likely ends up is New England. Like I said, great transition quarterback, great mentor quarterback. Maybe this gives New England um, a higher chance to draft a quarterback in this year's draft, Maybe, whether it be like Mac Jones or Trey for a quarterback like Trey Lance or uh, if Justin Fields slides down to him. That way you have a and Alex Smith who can play for a year. He's a vet. I mean, you guys went 7-9 last year with Cam Newton who only threw for like seven touchdowns essentially. So you get a vet quarterback who can also, you know, usher in your hopeful franchise quarterback for the next 10 15 years um the three-point contest the nba released who are going to be participating in the nba three-point contest and it is stacked let's take a look at this list okay so we got devin booker who is lighting it up this year finally he he, he took ad spot like we expected him to in the all-star game steph curry obviously greatest shoot three-point shooter of all time jalen brown kind of surprised me because i mean he's a good three-point shooter but he's not like a stellar you don't when you think of three-point shooters right now you don't think of jalen brown and then his teammate, Jason Tatum, who, he's got a good knockdown shot, I won't, I won't lie. Zach Levine, great three-point shooter. And Donovan Mitchell, my boy, just right down the street. Also, Donovan, since you're right down the street, if you want to come on the pod, it's literally, that's never going to happen. But if you want to come on the pod, that'd be sick. Um, I think, obviously, the favorite right now is Steph Curry to win this. Dark Horse? Who's my Dark Horse? Um, I'm going to go Donovan Mitchell. I'm going to go Donovan Mitchell on that, actually. Um, I just, I don't... 
Jalen Brown, like I said, I don't think of him as a three-point player, like a three-point shooter. And I think Levine and D-Book are probably tied for, <clears throat> like, odds-wise, second to win because they're just knockdown shooters. So I think I think Donovan Mitchell might be the dark horse to win here. Um, but no, I definitely, I don't think Curry will win it, actually, because every time Curry's in it, he, like, never wins it. So that's wild. Um, Drew Brees released a video. I don't know what... <laughs> He's just working out. He's pushing sleds and stuff. He's working out with, uh, oh, what, what quarterback was it? It was another quarterback uh, from the NFL who's just one of the vet guys who's a, essentially just like a career backup. But, um, yeah, he's still working out, which leaves this question up. Is he retiring? <laughs> we have no idea. Um, I think he probably should just because of all the health issues he's had in his life. Um, like, I mean, obviously last year alone, he had so many injuries, so probably better for him i think he's just looking at what brady's doing and is thinking that's amazing but also brady just doesn't get hits that's the one thing that brady throughout his entire career he just he's like the least touched quarterback ever um oh god okay so con coward released his tier his like quarterback tier list on like value to a team put it on screen please because what is this list <laughs> like what actually is this list it it bothers me so i mean okay yes josh allen's good so like you could maybe make like maybe make a good point for like okay maybe he deserves to be in that top tier but then you're looking at it and you're like why is this tier list look so weird oh patrick mahomes is in the second tier you know the guy who's been to the last two super bowls and also has won an MVP. He almost went to three. He almost carried his team to a, not almost, but he basically carried his entire team in the Super Bowl this year. And again, you can make excuses for putting Josh Allen over Mahomes. I don't understand that at all, but maybe you could. But then you scroll over, and I'm not even gonna talk about Lamar Jackson. Jimmy Garoppolo in the same tier as Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. What? No. That second tier, the first tier should be like Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and then Mahomes. And the second tier should be like Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson. And then we go into the third tier. Lamar's great, but he's not much of a quarterback right now. Maybe he gets better. I do like Lamar a lot, but uh, history has shown there's not really longevity to the way he plays. And also, uh, he just doesn't throw the ball. I'm sorry. I'm so sniffly. Hold on. I got to make something. I'm sick, but I'm not. Knock on wood. Um, so yeah, that, that just pissed me pissed, <coughs> pissed me off, and uh, I had to rant about that. Anyway, uh, other things going on. Speaking of the NFL and quarterback, quarterback. God damn, hold up. Maybe I am dying. Jesus. Um, speaking of the NFL and quarterbacks, the Jets. Uh, literally this morning, their GM, uh, Mr. Douglas, came out and said that they are going to be listening for offers for uh, uh, Sam Darnold, the ones that they're getting, which obviously means not only our teams, yes, calling about Sam Darnold, but uh, it seems like the Jets might be comfortable taking a, a quarterback in this year's draft, which makes sense because Joe Douglas didn't draft Sam Darnold. I'm most, like one of the most widely known things when it comes to just professional sports in general is coaches and uh, general managers like to use players that they've drafted. They don't really like to kind of, they don't like to use guys that they were, they've inherited. Uh, they prefer the guys that they chose and that they uh, had confidence in. So, do I think he'll get traded? Honestly, I don't know. I think the, there's only like one or two teams that might be able to pull it off. I think one, obviously, being Houston, if they ever trade Deshaun. 
but um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think of other teams, maybe like a, a team that has a lot of picks right now, but I mean, honestly, the Jets have so many picks themselves um, that I don't see a team that could really match it. <laughs> um, so I, I genuinely don't know. Again, if, if, if it's a good enough trade pa uh, package, God damn, what is going on? I, first of all, was dying, and now my voice is breaking as if I'm back in high school. Um, if it's a good enough trade package, then the Jets will probably accept it, but I just, I genuinely, I don't know what's going to happen to Sam Darnold this, this, in this offseason. And then lastly, uh, the Atlanta Hawks, they did fire their head coach, Lloyd Pierce. I mean, they're currently 15-20, and 20, as I'm recording the podcast today, Wednesday. Um... Yeah, they're 15 and 20 right now, 10th in the East. I know that, like, 10th in the East is not that big of a deal because the East is really close, like, when in compared to, for instance, the West. Um, but I, I don't know, man. It's it's very – I think the Hawks are definitely one of the most disappointing teams in the NBA right now. I mean, they made the uh, the big Bogdanovich signing over the offseason, and they have great young pieces in Trey Young and John Collins, and they also have Clint Capello, who's great uh, for them both defensively and, and for rebounds. But, I mean, honestly, Trey Young, it seems like he's taken a step back. Uh, I'm talking performance-wise. I kind of talked about this as to why I don't think he's an all-star snub and why I think he didn't really deserve to be an all-star this year. But, you know, I think the Hawks are definitely one of the most disappointing teams. If you're to look at the, the top eight seeds and you look and you see, if I was to tell you three months ago, okay, in the top eight seeds, yeah, Atlanta's not going to be there, but Charlotte will, and so will the Knicks. Like, no one would have believed that. So, I think the Hawks are definitely underachieving right now, which... Like I said, it's, I don't know. I was, I was kind of pulling for the Hawks because I just, I like the teams that no one expects to be good, to be good. Um, it just seems to kind of come out of nowhere and they seem like that team, but no, no, maybe this coaching change will push them in the right direction for the rest of the season. We are still pretty early into the season, so you never know. Um, okay, moving on to the biggest story of the week so far. JJ Watts going to Arizona? Uh, do what? <laughs> J Okay, so no one guessed that. Clayton, I know you didn't. Clay, Clayton in my group chat, I was like, he said, I, I said, uh, okay, so no one was right about Arizona. And he's like, no, I, I figured he'd go to Arizona. I was like, Clayton, no one thought JJ was going to Arizona. Not even the Cardinals thought that he was going to go there. Uh, also, speaking of the Cardinals, shout out Lucky Foto. Went to the same high school as me, graduated uh, two years before me. Now he's going to be mentored by JJ Watt. That is actually pretty sick. Um... But I, the the real question right now is: Does JJ Watt going to Arizona make them like instantly a title contender for the Super Bowl? And I don't think so. I just I don't know. It's because defensive front is not the biggest need for them right now. Uh, I I mean their defense obviously did struggle last year. Uh, they have some really good young pieces. It sounds like it, it seems like they're probably gonna let Reddick walk because they won't really be able to afford his contract right now. Um, but they have Chandler Jones, they have Buda Baker on the backside. They're not gonna have Patrick Peterson because did they release him or are they trading him? I think they released him. Um, and so the, their defense is definitely in a rebuild. I mean, they have Isaiah Simmons too, who like when he was on the field was like one of the highest graded rookies last year. So I don't know why they didn't play him more. Hopefully they do start playing him more. Um, but I mean, it seems like the biggest needs for them right now weren't really up front but more in the secondary. And so maybe uh, this is more of like kind of like a mentor thing as well, as well as getting some veteran players in there. And then also just maybe in the draft, they're just going to go, and in free agency, they're just going to go straight secondary players. Um, I mean, obviously, there have been reports that this is going to be like one of the worst off-seasons salary cutting-wise because 
the cap moved, but very, very minimally in compared to the past. So a lot of teams are going to end up cutting players. So there's going to be a lot of players available in free agency. They're going to be wanting to play. And so they're going to be having a cheaper contracts, obviously. And so maybe the Cardinals are going to chase after some secondary players that are going to go for cheaper contracts than they are signed for right now. Um, I do think in the draft, I didn't watch every, I, I tried to watch a lot of Arizona games last year because not only was before the season started, was Kyler my like dark horse MVP, but, um, there's a fun team to watch. Honestly, I really, really liked, I wanted to see how D hopped work with them. I really liked Kenyon Drake. He had a pretty bad season though. Not going to lie. I really like Kyler Murray, like a lot. Um, so I was really, I wanted to see how Isaiah Simmons would play with them. And so I was really interested to see how they played. So I, I watched probably eight or nine games of last season. And for me, it looks like. Uh, Kyler's running for his life, so they need O-line as well. Their weapons are fine. Um, they might go late round for like a tight end, but I mean, the J.J. Watt implications is really just bringing in a veteran player. The contract is so much money. Um, obviously, there were teams, I got it right when I told Chip that there were teams uh, offering 15, 16 million. I was like, one's probably the Browns. It was the Browns. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, no, the contract's a little heavy, especially with the cap gonna like it's not gonna change. So I'm really curious if Arizona just kind of signed a big name just for a big name, or if they have plans for this. Uh, JJ did come out and he said that it was actually today in an interview, or technically yesterday, I guess, whatever. Um, he came out and said that one of the biggest reasons he wanted to go to Arizona is just the weather and just for lifestyle. And I don't blame him. I mean, think about it. You play. Uh, in Arizona twice a year, you play at minimal, obviously because of division games, you play San Francisco twice a year, Seattle twice a year, Los Angeles twice a year. You get maybe one cold game in Seattle, that entire division in, in half of your season, you get maybe one cold game. Great play call, uh, great play call. <laughs> what is, uh, great. Uh, when it comes to like where you want to live, that's definitely a great decision to make. And again, he also said he's really, really high and trusts Kyler Murray. I do too. I think Kyler Murray's going to have a great year three. He didn't have like a statistical huge jump. Just kidding. Yes, he did. He went from what, 24 total touchdowns to 37? Yeah, Kyler Murray's great. He also got hurt for the second half of the season. He was my fantasy football. He wasn't my fantasy football MVP because I traded Nick Chubb for Dalvin Cook. And just somehow triggered my entire fantasy football group chat. <laughs> um... So no, yeah, I do think that I think I think that the Cardinals are in a really rough situation because that is now easily the best division. If the Niners go back to what they were two years ago, that is easily the best division in the NFL, the NFC West. Um, so I mean, with the seven seeds now in the playoffs, they might be able to sneak in all four teams. It'd be really, 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 really hard, but it might happen. But I mean, it's just a hard situation. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if. Seattle enters the season without Russell Wilson. So, and if that happens, that would automatically make Seattle the worst team in that division, no matter who their quarterback is. Um, but, I mean, as of right now, the Cardinals are still number four in that conference. And, uh, again, something big might happen in free agency. They might make another trade. They might have a great draft. We don't know. But does it make them a uh, – does, does J.J. Watt signing with Arizona make them – a contender right now? I don't believe so. Maybe, again, they went 8-8. Eight and eight, So there's something there. They might, does J.J. Watt give them one more win? Most likely. I think minim, minimal, minimum that he gives them at least one more win, making them a 9-17 for next season. Do I think they could win 
10 to 12, I definitely think that's possible. Like I said, Cliff Kingsbury getting more comfortable in the NFL. Um, Kyler Murray entering year three, getting a second year with DeAndre Hopkins. If I don't know what the running back situation is going to be, but um, bringing a veteran player, obviously, and then just getting new players via draft, free agency, trades, whatever. I think that they're definitely one of the best young and like one of the funner young teams to look at right now. They're kind of like Charlotte. We're like, People aren't going to expect them. Well, maybe with J.J. Watt signing now, they might. People aren't going to expect them to compete for even conference championships, honestly. But they might surprise a lot of us and just be a really fun team to watch. Um, so that's my thoughts on the J.J. Watt signing with Arizona. Uh, I'm definitely kind of bummed that he didn't go to Pittsburgh or Green Bay just because I think going to Green Bay would be perfect because obviously one of their biggest issues they've had for years is run defense. And I think Pittsburgh didn't really need him. I just thought it would have been cool to have three brothers on the same team. That would have been really, really fun to watch. Um, but I don't think we – we don't play – no, because we played Arizona two seasons ago in Kyler's rookie season. So we don't even play them for another two years. So he might never <laughs> – he might never play his brothers ever again. Um, so, yeah, those are my thoughts on that and the news of the week. In the next one, in the next leg of the podcast, we're going to be talking about uh, Russell Wilson and a certain team – that has come out talking about that not going to trade for him, but I think 100% should. I don't understand why not. And I even throw in a trade package for what I think they should offer. Um, and then also our but I means of the week. Stick around for that, guys. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Train Camp Podcast. So you guys want something funny? So in between, uh, so I take like a little, I take like a five-minute break in between the legs. And on that break, we just happened to get a notification on my phone. Um... Seattle is unhappy with Russell Wilson drama. The Seahawks are not happy with how the situation with Russell Wilson has unfolded this offseason. I didn't think that they were happy. I don't think anyone did think that they were happy. But the reason this is perfect is because, okay, so like I said in the last episode, in the last leg of the podcast, just kind of like teasing uh, what, what I was going to talk about in this leg. There are, there's a team that has come out and is like, we are not trading for Russell Wilson. We are not interested. Why would we trade for him? There's no point to it. We are happy right now even though they really should trade for him. And this team was the Dallas Cowboys. They came out and said, you know what? We're not interested in trading for Russell Wilson. We are going to pursue our Dak Prescott negotiations, and we are happy with how our team is right now. Okay, um, quick question to you guys, Dallas. Do you guys realize that even if you franchise tag Dak Prescott, he'll be taking more up percentage-wise of your cap than if you were to trade for Russell Wilson. That's if you franchise tag him. And keep in mind, Dak wants more than the franchise tag is worth. And for those of you who don't know, the franchise tag is worth $37 million because this is the second year he's playing on the franchise tag. So you want a player who is not as proven as Russell Wilson, who is more expensive than Russell Wilson, and a player who has done less with more than Russell Wilson. What? Really? Is this like the fake, is this like, is this a similar thing to all these reports we're hearing, about, we heard about J.J. Watt definitely going here, definitely going there? Is that what this is? Is this just a complete fake of the situation? Because not only could the Cowboys be interested, but Russell's interested in the Cowboys. And we have seen lately that players like are very highly, there's a very high chance the players are going to end up where they want to go. And so you give Russell Wilson, that old line went healthy. Those weapons, an improving defense that they could improve in the draft and in free agency. And if Aaron Rodgers is able to get Mike McCarthy to a Super Bowl and also win a Super Bowl, then I'm sure Russell Wilson can come damn close to that because Aaron Rodgers did not have the weapons that R Russell Wilson would potentially have. So here is the trade that I think 
the Seahawks and the Cowboys could meet up at. I think the Seahaw- the the Cowboys give Dak what he wants. They just they just give him the money, but it's kind of a sign and trade situation, so it doesn't affect them on the cap. But it's not a one for one because that wouldn't be enough. I don't think Seattle would be like, oh yeah, we'll give away our future Hall of Fame quarterback for a, a possibly All Pro quarterback. Um, I think, in my mind, I think Seattle gives Russell Wilson and Chris Carson for Zeke, Dak Prescott, a first, and a third. And now here, let me tell you why this works for both sides. Start with the Seahawks side. You are getting what most people consider a great duo, running back and quarterback duo, you're getting a running back who has been pretty proven for the most part in the NFL. He had kind of an offseason last year. Um, and you're also getting a future quarterback where if you really do want to have longevity, you can take Dak for the next four or five years on a contract that the Dallas Cowboys offer him. And then in the draft, you can you can address <clears throat> you can address uh, offensive line. You don't really need the weapons because you have Tyler Lockett, you have DK Metcalf, Um I guess you might need a tight end, but you have Zeke at this point, so you'll be fine. Those are the main pros, and you're and you're also getting a first and a third. So, depending on that, this year's draft, next year's draft, whatever, you're also getting uh, younger pieces for the future. I know that Pete Carroll is 70 years old, so he probably doesn't want to have to wait another five years to win a Super Bowl. But you're getting something. You are getting a quarterback who at least wants to be there more than Russell wants to be there right now. Russell wants nothing to do with it. It would not surprise me if this kind of turned into a Deshaun Watson type of situation where Russell Wilson's like, I just won't play for you guys. I don't care. Uh, You want to have good morale in the locker room, and it just doesn't seem to exist right now with Russell Wilson. So you're you're getting also just bad, bad feelings out the door. Now, for the Cowboys, who I think would win this trade 100%. I think this is a Cowboy win trade by a mile. Um, Number one, big winner, Russell Wilson. Okay, your contract might not be that big uh, in comparison to other quarterbacks, but last year alone, Dak Prescott made $50 million million off of endorsements. Why? Because he's the Cowboys quarterback. You look at anybody else who's been on the Cowboys. They have they, Jason Witten got offered the broad, the uh, main commentating job for ESPN Monday Night Football. I'm not gonna say anything bad about him, but he got offered that just because he was a Cowboy. Let's be real. Um, so you will get a ma- massive amount of endorsements. You're gonna get almost every single nationally televised game in the afternoon slot on Fox because that's what the Cowboys have because you're America's team. You are getting three great wide receivers. Uh, you have Amari Cooper, who's still I'm gonna say young, but in comparison to uh, Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb, they are extremely young. You're getting back a tight end that you've, ne- you've never had a really great tight end before. You had Jimmy Graham towards the end of his prime, um, and so he didn't really show up how people kind of expected him to show up, but you're getting Blake Jarwin uh, back, who I think everyone knows he's due for the Blake out. I, yes, I said Blake out. I'm saying it because it's a play on words. Um, and you're also getting, this is the biggest thing of all for me, you're getting a great offensive line. You haven't had a good offensive line in that long. Now, can they stay healthy? That doesn't matter. Even this banged up uh, offensive line still went 5-5 five and five with Andy Dalton last year. So anything is possible when it comes to this situation. Um, you're also giving the Cowboys a, a, a window to draft mainly defensive players. You're giving them a future. Um, and you're just in a really, really big market. I mean, if you're with the Dallas Cowboys, you're going to be... On national television, you're going to get all the endorsements. And the Cowboys win the trade, obviously, too. I think, why Chris Carson for Zeke? Well, Zeke's contract is fucking huge. And I think the Cowboys would love to get that off their books, whether it's to address you know the defense and free agency or whether 
they want to extend certain players or whatever. Um, and then you're bringing in a smaller contract. I know Chris Carson's contract isn't like tiny, but it's small in comparison to Zeke's. And I know Chris Carson also has an injury problem, but when he's healthy, he is really, really good, especially with Russell Wilson, just kind of like both running the ball and as a receiver. I think he's kind of like a poor man's Alvin Kamara in my eyes. And so I think I, I'm really curious, Nick, I want you to comment what you think. Uh, I'm really curious your thoughts on that. So essentially <laughs> TLDR, the Cowboys get Russell Wilson and Chris Carson, but they give up Dak, Zeke, a first and a third for those people. Um, I think that's a great trade for both sides. Honestly, I do. I think the Cowboys, they went, what, 7-9 and nine last year? 7-9 or 6-10. and 10. Um, Adding Russell Wilson automatically. Uh, and keep in mind, that was a season where they, they had... Dak for four games, which way went one and three, but still they only had him for four games. Um, I think you probably add minimal three wins to that, so at least they go nine and seven. Um, I think one of the reasons because I people consider me kind of a hater on the Cowboys, I'm just more of a realist when it comes to thinking about you know how they address things. So people are like, oh, on, on paper, this is a 13 and three team, and every single year I'm like, this is an eight and eight, nine and seven team. I think with Russell Wilson, your floor is 9-7. Not your realistic, like, they're probably going to go 9-7 in my eyes. I think their floor is 9-7. I think they could definitely go 11-5, 12-4. Why? Because you're getting a veteran. Russ Wilson, at this point, is a veteran. You're getting a veteran presence in the locker room who also isn't going to take Jerry Jones' shit. Everyone that basically plays for the Cowboys, whether it be coaches, staff, players, they kind of tuck between their legs because Jerry pays them. Jerry makes all the decisions. And if if Jerry doesn't like you, you're probably not going to be there that long. Uh, Russell Wilson doesn't need Jerry's satisfaction. He does not need uh, Jerry's approval because Russell Wilson knows that he is a future Hall of Famer. And he's probably the only thing that will be keeping this team alive. I think that's one of the reasons Dak Prescott is kind of pushing his contract right now. is because he's like, "Well, well, well, you're nothing without me, but they might trade him. So that's in my eyes. I think that's a great trade for both sides. Let me know what you guys think. I'm genuinely curious what you guys think. Um, I do still, I do definitely think that the Seahawks lose that trade, but it's because you're losing Russell Wilson. If you're looking at the pieces are getting back. If D- if Dak is what all Cowboys fans say he is, then you know what? Then the Seahawks win this trade because of longevity. And if Zeke gets back to his form, then you're also getting a first and a third. But if they're not, then th- th- what I see more realistic, but again, at that point, um, I think James will start to get a little bit desperate because not only is Russell Wilson's uh, trade value going down and down and down because teams are like, oh, they're not accepting trades for him right now, so we're going to lessen our offer. Uh, um, but, you know, like I said, there's just kind of – it seems like there might be an irreparable relationship there. So you want to get him out the door as fast as possible and keep the relationships and the morale of the team good. And if you hold on for that for too long, then it has negative effects on your team. So you want to get – it might just be a desperation trade. That's why I think Seahawks will get more than they should have gotten. So tell me what you guys think about that. I thought about that over the weekend. I just don't know why. Why would the Cowboys not? I mean, obviously, you are working on a contract with Dax. You don't want to say, you don't want to sit there and say, oh, yeah, no, we're going to trade for Russell Wilson because then Dak's like, but the what? Um, but at the same time, you if you have Russell Wilson available, that's where you just say something kind of like, we're going to keep all options on the table. That's what you say. Uh, but yeah, those are just my thoughts. What do I know? I'm sitting in my studio where there's a light switch right here so um final segment of the podcast we got but i mean do i have to explain but i mean it's it's been i think almost five episodes now with but i mean you'll catch on essentially if you don't know but how but i mean works take number one for but i mean this is 
sticking back with literally what we were just talking about. So I know that Dak isn't worth Mahomes level money. We all know that. But I mean, why can't one of these teams offer him a stupid contract because of desperation? I mean, let's be real. The Broncos, the Raiders, the the Jets, they they might like offer Dak a contract of like $40 million. I don't think any team's going to offer him a $45 million. 42 to 45 is probably just out of the question. But it wouldn't like even the Bears might offer him something like that because like if you're talking to Chip, if you guys watched the podcast last week, which you didn't, hey, what the heck? Go watch that. It was a great time. We had Chip on. He's a Bears fan, and he was talking about the fact that yeah, I'd pay Dak thirty-seven million, and I was like, but do why, why? And so, but the fact that there are people out there like yeah, I'll pay him means that obvious. I guess there kind of is a market, but I don't think it's a realistic market because we saw what Jared Goff did. I think Jared Goff is the ultimate domino. For what happened when it comes to uh, the f- the quarterback free agent market, where Jared Goff got a thirty-five million dollar contract after he led his team to Super Bowl in his third year in the NFL, and then subsequently Wentz got a thirty-six million dollar contract, and that was just kind of like the floor. Like that's the, like because now players can be like, well, Jared Goff has thirty-six million, so why can't I get thirty-six million? And so if Dak gets forty, oh my God, when Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow are able to get extensions, they're going to be worth 45 minimum. They're probably going to be worth $50 million because they can look at Dak's contract and go, huh, Dak is making $43 million. And you know the teams are like, God fucking damn it. Why did they offer him that contract? And so I think not only... It wouldn't surprise me, though, if a team was like, yeah, because like the Vikings, they offered Kirk Cousins $30 million, which at the time was a lot of money for a guy at Kirk Cousins' level. Um, but why, why can't like the Broncos are one of those teams? It wouldn't surprise me. Let's be real. I mean, at this point in the NFL, what would, um, sorry if you guys can hear construction. My building is doing foundation construction and it's the worst. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously it's good because they're fixing the building, but let's be, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I wake up every morning and just jackhammers. So I can't sleep in. There's not jackhammers right now, but I can hear a faint saw in the background. So if you guys can hear that, I apologize. Like I said, there's a light switch right here. Um, my second, but I mean, I know there's only a three game difference between the four seed and the nine, 10, 11 seeds in the Eastern conference. But I mean, why can't the Knicks make a four or five seed in the playoffs? They're one of the highest, I think, if not the highest-rated defensive team in the NBA. Tibbs has taken them far beyond what we all thought they would. The Derrick Rose signing or trade is obviously showing out to be one of the smartest things they've done in a long time. So, I mean, why can't why can't the Knicks hold the line and go you know, like barely over 500? You know, um, and just maybe host a couple playoff games for 16 fans. Um, I think this is awesome, honestly. I think as long as their owner just stays out of the, just sell the team. I don't know why. Why do you exist? Why is their owner a person? Why can't he just sell the team to someone? I don't know. Anyway, if the owner stays out of the operations, in this case, it would not surprise me if they do make the playoffs. But I mean, like, why can't they make the playoffs? At this point, why not? That'd be so cool. New York Knicks basketball is back, baby? Maybe? I don't know. Uh, and my last but I mean, of this week. I know the Texans have been adamant that they won't trade Deshaun. But, I mean, why can't you guys stop being a bunch of bitches 
and stop making this an ego contest and save Deshaun's career. You guys are this. This isn't a but I mean. This is gonna basically be a rant. You guys, if you try not, if you stick, if you hold this line of I'm not gonna trade Deshaun Watson, is the biggest most pathetic big dick contest I have ever seen in my life because not only are you taking a year away from this young man's playing career but you are essentially you're threatening him you okay you don't want to play for us because we've given you nothing to work with okay we're going to take money away from the contract that we gave you because we are an incompetent franchise how does that make sense just trade him get some players in return he's not going to play for you guys he's played his last his last days as a Houston Cow- as a Houston Cowboy, as Houston Texan uh, NFL quarterback, he's not he's not going to. So rather than rather than you know trying to show him how big it is, um, just trade him. At this point, it's your fault that the package you get for him isn't as big as it would have been, you know, six 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 years six six weeks ago. That's your fault. So just trade him. Who cares what you get? No one has respect for your franchise anymore after what you guys have done for this. Oh, we let J.J. Watt go. Okay, cool. He was also with your team for 10 years. Didn't get a ring there. So, t- t- who cares? Um, yeah, just just let Deshaun go. At this point, just fucking release him at this point. Because teams even see that Deshaun's not going to play for them no matter what. So, why trade? You guys are pathetic. Anyway, thank you guys for joining me on the Train Camp Podcast. Um, I was, if you guys, so just quick recap. Uh, we did talk about the news of the week. Then we talked about my reaction to the J.J. Watt signing with Arizona. We talked about why I think Russell Wilson should be traded for uh, or tra- traded to Dallas and why Dallas. It just doesn't make sense why they're like, we're not going to trade for Russell Wilson. And, of course, my bottom means being, I know that Dak isn't worth Mahomes' level money, but, but I mean, why, why can't a team offer him that much? Uh, I know there's only a three-game difference between the fourth seed and the 9-10-11 seed, but, I mean, why can't they expect the playoffs? As well as, I know the Texans have been a bunch of bitches, but, I mean, why can't you just stop being a bunch of bitches and trade Deshaun Watson? Um, let me know what you guys thought about anything that I said on the podcast, or if there's anything I missed you guys want me to talk about on the podcast next week. Let me know. Uh, as always, make sure you check the links in the description because there's always a bunch of fun surprises down there. We are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. Links are always down there as well. Our Instagram is down there as well. Uh, if you guys want to either have a guest on that you want me to talk to, or if you want to bring a you want me to bring a guest back that I've already talked to, we will. I haven't talked to some people to have some people on in a couple weeks. Excited about that. But other than that, I just want to thank you guys for watching this episode of the podcast. Thank you for all the love. Uh, we are approaching 20 episodes, which is crazy. That means it's 20 weeks of the podcast. I uh, never thought I'd get this far, honestly. <laughs> so, uh, shout out to you guys. Appreciate you guys a lot. And I will see you guys next time with the podcast. See you guys later.